This is the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode four of the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. I am excited about today's episode for two reasons. First of all, I'm happy to say that I'm recording this from Pescadero Beach in Baja, Mexico, and relieved to report that all the equipment is functioning properly, which means I'll get to continue bringing you episodes from the road. And secondly, I'm excited because today is our first featured traveler interview on the podcast. And although the person I interviewed didn't think she deserved the title of first interviewee, she absolutely does and did an excellent job. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and the subject of the interview, and then we'll get right to it. I first met Megan Durr about 10 years ago when we were both studying abroad in Costa Rica And although we weren't in the same program, we both fell in love with the same little beach town. So we have the same friends and many of the same memories from our study abroad days. And to me, Megan is super inspiring. One, because she loves to travel. And two, because she is an endurance sports fanatic who just completed her first Ironman triathlon last year. And the thing that makes Megan's story unique is that although she loves to travel to all ends of the earth, she has some issues when it comes to food and feeling good and watching what she eats for health reasons. And I know there are a lot of people out there who can relate to this. So I wanted to bring her on the show to share with us some of the things she does to stay healthy while she's traveling and specifically the foods that she packs with her in order to stick to what she knows her body needs especially when the options are slim in far corners of the world. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. All right. Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for inviting me, Jackie. So I really wanted to bring you on the show because I already know that you've got some good stuff to share with everyone. And I know that for me, trying trying different foods abroad is one of my favorite parts about traveling. And I've never had to think about bringing food with me on a trip. But then the day that you contacted me and said, you should do a post about packing food for travel, I was my eyes were totally open to a new subject. So... I was hoping you could tell us a little bit of background of why the subject of healthy eating is important to you, why it's necessary, and then why you bring it with you on your travels. Yeah, definitely. Uh, First, you're really lucky that you haven't had to focus on it as much as some people may have. (laughs) So count your blessings on that one. I realize I'm lucky. I realize that now. (laughs) Uh, but basically, I mean, we, we both know, and and hopefully the listeners know that traveling is supposed to be extremely enjoyable. And the first thing that I find that can make it potentially unenjoyable is being sick while you're traveling. Um, obviously that could be any type of sickness, but what I tend to encounter the most is digestive ailments, we'll call them. Mm -hmm. So, um, And especially if it's caused by the food that we eat while we're abroad, considering, like you said, that local cuisine that we're eating is one of the high points. It's something that a lot of people look forward to, especially if they're going to Italy where it's known for the food. Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I mean, and beyond that, just being frustrated by it, the traveling can be exhausting to begin with. It typically is with having to catch trains and buses and everything you have to go through while traveling with jet lag, Mm -hmm. um, all good challenges that I find exciting in an odd sort of way, but it also makes it difficult to maintain good health. Yeah. So if you don't have good health and proper nutrition, it's hard to have the energy and even the brain power that you need while traveling to feel good, to soak up every last bit of information and just enjoy the amazing experiences that you're going to have. So, you know, those are really the main reasons that I think it's so important. And what is it exactly that you, do you have food sensitivities or are you allergic to things or what is it that makes you um, so health conscious about, about what you eat? So I guess where it would start would be, um, I'll start with my brother. Mom, my brother actually suffers from Crohn's disease, which mm-hmm. is a very serious disease. And with that, he is, he's actually chosen not to travel because any change in diet can cause a severe distress Uh on disease. And for fear of flare-up with that change in diet, he has just chosen not to travel. So I see that side of things and don't ever want that to a disposition to prevent somebody from doing something that they enjoy, especially when we're talking about traveling. No kidding. Yeah, that's so sad. But me, myself, um, I I have a pretty... I guess it's, I call it the excuse for not knowing what's wrong with me, (laughs) Um, but I have what they call irritable bowel syndrome. So it can be, I mean, it's basically just, um, bowel distress and flare ups can be caused from multiple different things that it presents itself in different fashions and different people. Okay. And not just when you travel, but you're really into sports, I know. And you participated in your first Ironman last year. And so I know that it's also important to you to stay healthy for, um, for, for that. Um, so do you find that it helps you, you have more energy for your sports and running and biking and all that as well? Oh, definitely. Um, I by no means have a flawless diet, not even close. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can, I feel within my body and even in my mind um, that my focus rate will change if I'm not eating healthy and properly. So, mm-hmm. and I actually think that the, the fitness side of things and having to learn how to eat while doing extreme endurance events has, it's kind of been a give and take between that and travel. Yeah. So, so it sounds like it's, yeah, it sounds like it's kind of a, like a, and just an ongoing thing for you, like a year round thing that you always have to kind of keep, keep on top of in order to feel good. Right. Yes, definitely. So when it comes to travel, then what are your go-to foods that you pack with you? And like, why do you, why do you choose those specific foods? What are the benefits of them? And, uh, why do you think they're a good idea for travel? Yeah. I mean, basically I've got, there's a list on your blog and, um, I'd, really have always traveled with trail mix just to start out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to like to make my own trail mix, but you can definitely buy it as well. Um, but I like a trail mix that just has, you know, a mixture of nuts, cashews, almonds. I tend to leave peanuts out. I don't like peanuts that much. Uh, raisins, dried fruits. And if I'm not going somewhere warm, I'll throw in M&Ms or chocolate chips or white chocolate chips just, just to get a little bit of the sweet tooth yeah. action going on. Um, I think it's a great snack because you can get 
you can make the bag or if you package it in small little bags, you can make them last as long as you want. Um, and you can actually share them with travel buddies as well. Yeah. So that has been a way that I've been able to make friends while traveling because if you're the person that has food, everybody seems to love you. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but So I found trail mix is really good. One thing I do always recommend that I've struggled with and I still make the mistake is I sometimes get very salty nuts. So I'd recommend that everybody get unsalted nuts because Otherwise, you're going to want to make sure you have a huge supply of chapstick and water because your mouth will be screaming at you. Right. And if you're on a train and you're drinking a whole bottle of water, then you'll be visiting the bathroom. Or if you're on a bus, there might not be a bathroom. So that's definitely a good thing to uh, to think about. Exactly. Um, other than trail mix, I always pack protein bars. Um, some people may just choose granola bars over protein bars, but I do like to try to stick with the protein bars simply because um, in certain situations, I may not have access to a sufficient amount of protein. So to help mm-hmm. keep my, my diet balanced, um, it may not be the ideal form of protein, but at least I'm getting protein. So yeah, no, I really that's, like- a, that's a really good idea because you never know sometimes what you're going to come across or what's not going to be there that your body's used to having. So that's a, that's a good point. Exactly. Um, I really like Bonk Breakers. That's just a brand I like. I know it from from triathlons and cycling. And then Luna Bars, you can get them at pretty much any store nowadays. So there's tons of options out Mm -hmm. there, too. Yeah. Um, I also find that with the the protein bars that are made specifically for, uh, like, endurance athletic-type events, they are really good at surviving travel. If they can survive a 100-mile road ride in 90 degree temperatures, they can probably survive your backpack. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's see what else. Uh, this one's going to sound a little weird to some folks. <laughs> I tend to carry bagged tuna with me. Um, little packets. Yup, little packets. And if you, if you can't get bagged tuna because you're already, you know, traveling in Central America or Asia and they don't have it and you buy a can, just make sure you have a pull top on the can so that you can get it open. Right. But the bagged tuna definitely travels better. Yeah, and that's a good so- uh, source of protein for you too. Exactly. And that's the reason why I travel with it. However, this will probably lose those travel buddies you made by giving them trail mix because it stinks. <laughs> There's no getting around it. That's true. Maybe you should uh, try to avoid opening it in enclosed places, right? Yeah, not really a bus-friendly food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just tell everybody right now, no tuna on the bus. <laughs> it is a good idea, though, because those come in um, like single-serve packets, don't they? Yeah, you can get them. Definitely, you can get them in single-serve packets, and they've just got to you know, they're already like kind of pre-cut on the side so you can tear it open really easy and you can eat it right out of the bag or I'll put it if I have them with me. Um, I also, for people with gluten intolerances, you can get like a gluten-free hard bread and they're hard enough to where they actually tend to hold up pretty well while traveling as well. Yeah, that's a good point because I assume that crackers and things like that would actually uh, just break all over your bag, huh? Yeah, they do. I've tried that and just ended up with like a mush of crackers. Mm-hmm. The gluten-free hard breads are great for that. I can't think of a brand name of them, but I actually get them at the dollar store. Oh, wow. There's your budget, budget tip for the day. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's see. I also, I would say this is actually probably one of my favorite finds. And I would like to thank my friends who have kids for this one. The Go-Go Squeeze Applesauces. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of negative against them because they feel like, oh, those are for little kids. Those are baby food. They're not baby food. Just embrace your inner child. And <laughs> yeah. Squeezing that thing out. They've got a lot of great flavors. Anything from applesauce, mango, strawberry. There's tons of options now. And they come uh, in kid sizes, which means they're also single serve, which is great for travel. With a screw on top. So it's very clean. Um, so you won't get sticky. Um, and it, I, why this is my favorite new item to travel with is because traveling with all the, you know, the granola bars and protein bars and nuts is really dry. And I was always thirsty, felt like my mouth was so dry. These are just that little bit of moistness that you need to be refreshed. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually, whenever I'm not very good at snacking because I don't like dry foods. Like for me, it either has to be warm or some sort of wet for me to, you know, consider it a good enough snack of a sufficient snack for me. So I would, I would agree with you on that one. Um, and they don't go bad when they're in heat either, which is really good. That's definitely a good point. Well, cool. What else have you got? Um, so back to protein, uh, traveling with jerky, a dried meat, um, that's always something good. I really love cocoa dusted almonds because I have a huge sweet tooth. So I'm still getting nuts and almonds, but they kind of got that cocoa flavor to them. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, you mentioned the, that you put some of the, um, chocolate chip or what are they called? Yeah. Chocolate chips in the, in your trail mix. And I was wondering, does that melt? Because if you bring chocolate with you, isn't, isn't that going to melt? Like it sounds like the cocoa almonds would be a really great alternative to that. Definitely. So if I'm traveling somewhere where it's warm, I won't put the M&Ms or the chocolate chips in the, in the trail mix. Mm -hmm. So that's where the cocoa dusted almonds will come in. Perfect. So it's a, it's a good balance of sweet and salty. And it also depends on the temperature of the climate where you're going. Right. Which is something a lot of people probably wouldn't necessarily think about when packing foods. So it's a good point. And I definitely didn't, which is how I learned this. Hey, we all have to learn the hard way, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, plenty of time with very chocolatey fingers trying to eat my snacks. So um, also one thing that you put on, that we put on the blog post that I was really excited about, and I had actually never been familiar with the product until this last year, um, is Justin's Nut Butter. I'd always like to bring peanut butter with me, but it's really hard to travel with a jar of peanut butter, even if you get the small jar. And Justin's Nut Butter has these individually packaged, like squeezed containers of peanut butter, almond butter, hazelnut butter, all different options. Yeah. So if someone has a sensitivity to one thing, there's probably something else that they could have, huh? Exactly. And it's clean, easy to travel with. You can just squirt it on a cracker or just right into your mouth. However you decide to eat it, it works really good. That's a really good idea in little packets. Really convenient. Very convenient. And then I also, you know, dried fruit or fruit leathers are always great to have on you. Yeah, I love um, those. Delicious. They pack easy too because the fruit leathers are usually flat and tiny. So um, instant oatmeal. I do, you know, depending on the type of trip I have planned, I like to bring instant oatmeal so that I'm saving um, and budgeting a little bit better so I don't have to spend as much on breakfast foods. And you can 
do instant oatmeal with just hot water. Right, which you can find in most places in the world. So that's probably a good bet. Right. You don't even need a microwave, just hot water. Um, And then I guess one of the last things that I always, I like to try to find, but I can be honest and say with where I live being pretty much in the middle of nowhere, I'm from the country, it does become difficult to find, but I do like to try to have access to freeze-dried food. So something like, I guess, like MREs, what they use in the military would be an example of a freeze-dried food. Do you have an REI where you are? We have nothing where I live. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, I know you can get that stuff at REI. You could probably um, even order it online. Yeah, I think you definitely can. So that works for people if they don't have access to those kind of things. They could order it online. Yeah, that's a good idea because that's actually really light. And it uh, doesn't it just take like hot water as well? It depends. Um, some of them take hot water and some of them are just kind of that packaged food like a like a jerky that you can just open up and eat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people up here in Montana use that for backpacking um, just because it's really lightweight and you can pack a lot of it in a small space. So, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a general idea of what I'll typically bring. Okay. And then have you found when you pack this stuff, do you, do you put it all in the same place or do you, do you pack according to the size of things? Do you put it in different pockets or how do you find that it works best to, when you bring it with you? So I used to pack everything kind of all together and then one bag would explode and I'd have food everywhere. Oh, shoot. (laughs) That that did not work well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to like to have it in more individually packaged, um, single serving sizes when I'm packing. So that's for the explosion factor. And it's also so that when you're packing, like if you travel with a backpack, you can stick it in all the different crevices and kind of fill those holes. So you're using yes. Yes. You always use the backpack. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Got to take advantage of all the possible space. <laughs> yeah. And then also I, um, I have a bad habit of just eating everything that's in front of me. If I pack all of my trail mix with M&Ms on the plane, I will eat it all on the plane. No willpower, huh? No, no willpower. So I like to spread it out, um, some in my check luggage, some in the carry-on because I'll want it obviously on the plane. And then those single, um, single servings so that, so that it doesn't explode. It's packed easier. It uses less space. It uses the space more wisely. Um, I found that that tends to work best for me. Awesome. So which food has been the best thing you've taken with you? And is there something you've had that has completely backfired on you? Yeah. So those go-go squeezes that you're unsure of, that's my new, um, my new, my new fabulous find, I guess I can say. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also the, you know, I have found, I, I hate to admit it, but the the protein bars uh, prove very useful for a lot of different reasons. And one of them is, you know, in a lot of places, they don't have 24-hour food places. So you get home from the bar, you get home from a long day of traveling, and you're hungry, and you simply don't have access to anything. Mm-hmm. Those protein bars are jam-packed with calories on a in a good way. So mm-hmm. I can eat one. And I'll be okay so I can go to sleep. You're one of those who has to have the snack right when you're hungry, right? Yes. <laughs> there are many of us like that. Yes. Uh, as far as foods that have backfired, 
Uh, you're probably going to think, I can't believe you ever thought this was a good idea, but um, traveling on a bus with a very delicious, juicy mango, not a good idea. Oh, I've totally done that. Right. I've done it very unsuccessfully, you know, just mushing it up and poking a hole and thinking I'll suck the juice out. And oh, geez. I, and I've never been good at, at cutting mangoes. I still even now make my husband do it because I can't I can't seem to do it. I've never been good at it. But I definitely have had a good fresh mango on the bus before. Maybe I didn't cut it, though. That could be why. Was it cut up for you, though? Probably. I was just saying I probably didn't cut it. Yeah, I did it like have the mango, poke a, like squish it up, poke a hole, squish it up so the juices are loose, mm-hmm. poke the hole and then suck it out. And I was like, this is totally going to work. No, (laughs) hands are sticky. It's just absolutely disgusting. All right. So besides food, would you recommend bringing any kind of supplements or pills of some sort to help with digestion or other problems that you'd come across abroad? Yeah. So the first one I would definitely recommend would be a shelf-stable probiotic. And if you don't take probiotics on a normal basis, I would still recommend adding it into your regimen a couple weeks before you travel and then continuing taking them while you travel because you never know what kind of bacteria you're going to run into, what kind of imbalance you're going to face. Mm -hmm. So This will really just help keep you on track and as balanced as possible. Um, And I made the mistake on my most recent trip to... Botswana and Zambia of Mm -hmm. not taking my probiotics. And since I was taking anti-malarial medications, I got extremely ill and I was very sick, like had a lot of extreme abdominal pain for over a month after I returned. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So, you know, just in general, take the probiotics, make sure they're shelf stable And um, especially if you're taking any antiviral, antibacterial medication. That is a, that's great advice. And I've never thought about that. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. Anything else for pills? Or I know that a friend of mine um, always brings fiber pills with her because just helps with her digestion. And you never know if where you're going to be is going to have enough of that. Um, I've never done that, but have you done that? I haven't, but I'm, my mouth has dropped open. I'm, I'm thinking this is an amazing idea, especially <laughs> since you shouldn't necessarily eat the, the fresh veggies in certain places if you're not confident that they've been cleaned properly. Yeah. Fiber pills is a great idea. Well, maybe you can add that to your regimen. I will. <laughs> I'm definitely going to. <laughs> yeah. I'd um, say try them out before you travel to make sure you don't have any adverse uh, reaction to the specific pill. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. <laughs> I also like the, I'm, I'm still very excited about this fiber pill. I need to, <laughs> I need to plan a new trip so that I can try it. Um, <laughs> super random, but I also, I always, 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 and you know, some of this comes from, from my training with triathlons and endurance events and stuff, but I take electrolyte tablets with me. Um, and Basically, it's just a tablet that can be dropped, broken up, dropped into a, a water bottle and fizzes out. And you've got your electrolytes, magnesium, potassium, sodium, and it keeps you hydrated because um, dehydration can be one of the biggest factors of um, of, of stomach travel. issues and of travel. Y- yeah, that is so genius because those little tablets, don't they come in like a little plastic tube, which is tiny to pack? and yep. 
it's way more exciting to drink than water, which I find myself, I drink a lot of water when I travel just because um, it's just the easiest thing to come by, I guess. Bottled water, of course. But yeah, one little tablet would spruce up a bottle of water really nicely, I think. Yep. And a lot more useful than throwing in like your, what do people do? Like those single serve crystal light things that really don't have any nutrients in them. Yeah. Just some sugar, flavored sugar. <laughs> right. Yeah. This actually has a purpose. Well, awesome. That sounds good. Anything else for those? Oh yeah. The hose ha- are, um, even, so I've read a lot of information about the specific brand that I tend to use, which is called noon N U U N. And they actually market it as a hangover cure. And I have tested it as that. <laughs> and they tend to disappear from my room. Um, if I'm with friends when I'm traveling, because they realize how useful they are for the morning after a late night out. Interesting. Sounds like you're definitely onto something with these. <laughs> They, they're a pretty popular item. Um, <laughs> any other supplements or anything that you suggest? Um, there's really nothing else I travel with supplement wise for digestive issues or anything. Okay. So moving on then, if there's someone out there who wants to travel, but they have food sensitivities or allergies and they're worried about it, almost like how your brother is, what advice would you give them? I'd say the first thing is it's really about learning what works for you. And I know that seems like a cliche answer, but try, try things at home, try things on little trips that you go on that are, you know, kind of local trips and just figure out what works best for you. The list that we've kind of talked about here is a great starting point, but just keep kind of trying things, see what you're used to, see what works well for you. Um, Also make sure that you have food available to you while you're traveling. I know for me, sometimes when I'm traveling and I don't have access to food, uh, for one, I get really grumpy, but for two, I start to feel nauseous and I'm nauseous because I haven't eaten. So make sure that you have that food available so you don't just continuously get more nauseous or then go and eat something that will have adverse side effects and make you even more sick. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, definitely trying things while you're still at home so that you know whether they're going to work for you abroad or not. And then having things with you all the time, I'm sure that helps a lot when you're faced with, you know, something in the moment and you want to try and maybe people are telling you it's fine and you need to just listen to your body and eat your own foods. Right. And, and like you just said, you want to, you want to try things, but you need to listen to your body. I found if I ask people, you know, Oh, do you think I can eat that? Did that make you feel okay? They'll say, Oh yeah, it's great. It didn't have any problems, but just because it didn't have any issues or cause any problems or sensitivities for them doesn't mean it won't for you. If you know your body and you know, you tend to be more sensitive. Right. Definitely a good point. You need to listen to your own body. You know it better anyway. So I have to add because I feel like this is saying a lot about having your own food and trying your own food and not trying the local cuisine. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I've definitely tried a lot of street food knowing it was dangerous. Um, But man, it tasted good and it was really affordable. Yeah. Oh, I love street food. That's one of my favorites. I know it can be so touchy, though. So what I've learned is buy it, try a very small amount of it, give the rest to somebody else I'm traveling with. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get sick, I know a great street vendor that I can go to the next day. If I did get sick, probably Mm -hmm. not getting as sick as I would have if I ate a lot of it. 
Right. What a great idea. I think that would take a lot of willpower, though, (laughs) to eat just a little bit and then give the rest away. But really, it sounds like a smart move. Honestly, that's the one time I actually have willpower over food. It's strange. When you get sick enough from something, you start to learn, oh, maybe I'll just try a little bit and then I'll actually get to enjoy it versus getting sick. Yep. No, it's a a really good idea. It's great advice. Well, that sounds good. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I guess. I mean, the big thing, it's again, super cliche, but where there's a will, there's a way. And if if you want to travel and and you want to try the foods, you just have to find a way around your specific sensitivities or issues and you, you can make it work. Um, and additionally with, if you're on a budget, um, you can enjoy the local cuisine on a budget very easily. You can travel healthily and eat healthy on a budget as well. Mm -hmm. I love that you just said that where there's a will, there's a way. Cause I absolutely believe that if, if you want to make something happen, you can make it happen. You know, you just got to figure out how, and if food sensitivities, um, is one of your problems, then, you know, you can figure out how to get through it so that you can still travel so that you don't have to, you know, deny yourself of something that you want to do. Exactly. So, well, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anywhere that people can reach you if, if they have questions for you or do you have a blog? Um, I don't have a very active blog, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to blog more. So right now it just has remnants of my Ironman training. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could check that out at 88inspired.blogspot.com. That's the numeral 88 inspired at blogs or dot blogspot.com. Awesome. So 88 inspired dot blogspot.com is where you can get a hold of Megan if you want to get a hold of her. So thank you so much, Megan, for coming on the show and sharing your expertise about this subject. I think it's really important to get this message out that um, even as an avid traveler, like you are with the health issues that you have, you still find ways around it to, to make travel happen in your life. And I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really hope that, you know, that this podcast helps a lot of people out and, um, you know, you can, you can definitely make it work and you can do it healthy. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, I hope you were able to get something out of this interview today and perhaps it will spark some ideas for you around staying healthy and making sure your body is getting what it needs while you're traveling abroad. And like Megan said, even if you do have food sensitivities, allergies, or other digestive issues, you can figure out a way to make travel happen anyway. Just be sure to listen to your own body. So once again, I'll have the show notes for this episode on my blog. If you just go to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash four, and that's the number four for episode four, there will be a complete list of all the foods Megan suggested today. So you can always have that to refer back to. And before I go, I wanted to give a special shout out to everyone who has left me a five-star review on iTunes or has reached out to me personally. You guys rock. And I'm so thankful that you are taking the time to do that for me. It really means a lot. So thanks so much for tuning in today. And I hope to see you again for episode five in two weeks right here from the beach. Thanks.